Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guests today for this special What the Fit Live Wine Talk are here to talk all about, you guessed it, wine, and specifically natural wine. She is the owner of my favorite spot to grab a glass of wine, Bar Say So, and he is a sommelier and Cincy native returning home after many years in California. We're going to chat we're going to drink, we're going to enjoy this beautiful space that is the 1208 room located above Say So. So please join me in welcoming Christy Wolfson and Stephen Rosemeyer. <laughs> We've got such a cozy, intimate space here. Is everyone comfortable? I'm so comfortable, I'm at home. <laughs> we're enjoying a glass of sparkling wine. Stephen, really fast before we get going, can you tell us about what we're drinking right now? Uh, so this is a cool little pet net of Vespaiola. A what? A, 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 a Petia Naturale. Okay. So I heard pet nap. Oh, no? No, it, yes, it's your cat's nap. Yeah. No, a pet nap as opposed to like champagne style okay. wine. Um, before we get into the natural wine conversation, this is something I thought would be a good introduction. It's very delicious. Made in an old style where... It's bottled with a little sugar, re-ferments. It's basically a secondary fermentation. For any beer lovers, you get that a lot. Um, but that being said, it's kind of what we do as far as sorolina. And so I thought it'd be a good introduction. It's from the Veneto. The grape is Vespaiolo. And there's not that much of it. So welcome. Enjoy. Okay, we're going to get into all that later because I understood about a third of oh, what gosh. you said, so it's okay. I well, was we're say, <laughs> welcome to hearing the names of grapes we're, you didn't know existed. <laughs> we're gonna learn. We're gonna we're, learn. We're gonna get there with <laughs> yeah. the grapes you don't know. <laughs> so, just to give a quick rundown of the evening, I'm gonna first talk to Christy about everything they've got going on at Say So, and we'll talk to Stephen about natural wine. He'll explain all those words that just came out of his mouth. We'll get some good education before we start drinking. And then I'm going to bring on an esteemed, notorious, very expert in her field to come in for a guest celebrity tasting that we will all participate in. So, um, Christy, by now I'm sure people are sick to their stomachs about hearing how much I love Say So <laughs> and how often I'm here. It's a very crucial part of my self-care ritual and routine. Um, but I believe it's for good reason. In my opinion, you've created the ideal spot to enjoy a glass of wine. Like if I'm just driving by or walking by and I see the lighting inside, I'm like a fucking moth to a flame. Like my mouth immediately starts watering. <laughs> I'm like, I have to get in there. So not only have you created this amazing atmosphere, but 
you've introduced me to a lot of like new funky wines that I loved and probably would not have met otherwise. Yeah. So well, obviously <laughs> we appreciate you so much. <laughs> you're like, you're a psychopath and a borderline stalker of my bar. <laughs> no, but I want you, I want you to talk about, you know, what you're, you're trying to bring to Cincinnati with wine and wine community and say so and all the stuff you're doing. Yeah. So I think overall, one of these sort of unexpected gifts of coming here from California was the being like a bit of a California magnet. Like we were able to meet all of these other Californians, ex-Californians. People who wish that they were from California. To California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, and part of that was being really introduced to all of the wine sort of connoisseurs that we do have in town here. And I don't think people know that about Cincinnati because it's not so much a quantity thing as a quality, but we have some really talented wine individuals in town and opening a new bar, also being new to owning a bar and opening a bar period. Yeah. Everything's been a big learning experience. Yeah. And I think wine has been one of the most exciting and interesting oh, yeah, parts of good. that, yep. you know, and, um, I think a little bit of it too came from opening during COVID, like opening during the pandemic. Christy, I remember when you guys were first opening and you said to me, you're like, I'm trying to learn how to make cocktails. Like I've never, I know. I, I, I was like, I'm not this. a bartender. Yeah. Thank God we're beyond those yeah. days. I will not be making any of you guys drinks tonight. <laughs> they will be delicious if you have them and they'll be made by a bartender, not me. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we opened with such a tiny team. We opened with these like circumstances of wondering every week, if the next week you were going to have to shut down and, there was a lot to go into cocktails and there's a lot to go into, you know, fresh juices and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Enter wine, this like amazing product that people can take home, but you don't need to put it in a mason jar first and like put a cute sticker on it and turn <laughs> it into a whole thing that people want to take home. Um, and then that intro to all the people here who were so willing and able to help us curate a wine program that we're like, this isn't just good for Cincinnati, which has never been our goal and not in any insulting way to Cincinnati, but coming from LA being like, we want everything that we do, including the wine program to be something that if you do come from California and you look at what's on the menu or you look at what's in the shop, you're, you're like, wow, like yeah, this is really good. This is cool. This is bit. what's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah. So enter Steven. Like I couldn't actually do any of that. I love all wine. I'm really working on like honing my personal palate so that I don't just think everything's delicious and being like, okay, let's like think about what we're actually tasting and learn about, you know, the history of it and the, the wine regions and all of that. So I'm as much a student of this whole thing as anyone else, but it's been great to be able to see say so be a kind of hub for people who are interested in wine, especially natural wine to mm -hmm. come and talk about it and taste it and be able to, you know, interact with people like Steven. Yeah. Well, you guys have totally transformed my palate. I've talked about this before. I used to be one that would love to pick up a bottle of Apothic Red, Cupcake Red Velvet, <laughs> Snoop Dogg red blend, like, the, like, right? Like, that's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm bringing a good bottle of wine to the party yeah, for 7 sure. 7-Eleven top shelf. That's uh, what we call that. Uh, and I say that having made many of those purchases. No hate, like, no shade not, on any of those wines. Yeah. And I enjoyed them for many a year. And now, after being introduced to, I don't know, we'll say actually good wine, now I taste it. And I'm like, I can't drink this. 
it's it like you've completely rearranged my palate for Aww. better or worse. But well, I think part of it in my now mind, I suffer at all major public events because it's just apothic red. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I know what that I'm is. I'm like, I have to go, leave I can't here. Be excited about it anymore. I have to leave here and go to say so. I've done it so many times. I've left places like I just gotta like have like one glass of regular good wine before I can call it a night. Aw. Well, I think part of it too is I used to think that good wine had to be expensive and that's kind of how it worked and you're used to also being exposed to wine more so at restaurants than bars unless you go to a wine bar and I think that's a really cool trend that we're seeing um in all we're not a wine bar we're not necessarily a cocktail bar I think we're more cocktail forward for sure but this idea that you can go to a bar and experience cool unique different wines and they aren't you know, over a hundred dollars a bottle. Right. Um, and you know, part of that's also kind of that education of learning what you can look for and, you know, or just figuring out your spots and where you can trust the people that are curating those things for you. And then you can walk in without knowing that much about wine and be like, what, t- you know, give me something interesting. Here's what I'm in the mood for. Here's what, yeah. you know, what do you think I'm going to like? Yeah. Cause I'm still on that like seven eleven top shelf budget. So that's the beauty need to of it. Work. Exactly. <laughs> it's not that cheap. Yeah, no, I know. You don't need to be like at a top budget for wine, period. Yeah. Like, and I think I think that's important for people to know and understand and, and like look out for of like, okay, is this fifteen bottle fifteen dollar bottle of wine still gonna give me a great experience versus do I just go to the same old, same old I know? Uh, it's a whispering angel rosé, right? Like, yeah. Oh, whispering angel, it's my favorite. <laughs> okay, it kind of actually is my okay, favorite but is, right now. Is, it, is that technically bad? No, I mean, no it's not, not bad. Not. Yeah. If you're happy I'm with it, you're happy with it. Yes, That's exactly. That's the bottom line with it. Really. Exactly. Christy, the why the emphasis or the direction towards natural wine? Um, That's a good question. I think, well, on more the business side of it a little bit, I would say. Part of what we're trying to do here is introduce people to things that they're not as familiar with. And since that is kind of across the country and really the world, something that's taking off right now, it appeals to us to be part of that and be able to offer that here. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it kind of goes along with everything where natural wine, what I tend to like about it, and Stephen will explain in depth really even what that term means, but um, you do get these great stories about the people who are making it. Like you tend to yeah. find things that are um, being, you know, no, done in a really cool story. old school. Yeah, yeah, and you can picture. So if you are trying to kind of learn the differences between wines and develop your own palate and opinion of things and all of that, being able to, if you imme- immediately go toward natural wine, you've already limited it to something where you're probably going to find a really interesting story behind it and a person who really cares about what they're doing. So beyond kind of how it might taste different from other things, yeah. I think that's a cool part of it. You yeah, know? for sure. Okay, well, I think we just need to like start talking about natural wine then. It's a perfect segue. And Stephen, I know that you don't want to talk about yourself, which I can't <laughs> personally understand. And we want to keep it about the wine, which we will, but we are all deserving, I think, of just a little backstory of how did you get into wine and, you know, why do you want to become a sommelier and make this your career path? Well, I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, a place that is very close to my heart. And I ended up, I went to college, as most folks do, and I got a really valuable history degree. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do with this? Yeah. Uh, 
And I was like, am I going to go to law school? Am I going to go get a weird MFA in poetry or something? Oh. And then I worked in a restaurant, and I was like, oh, I like wine. That's cool. <laughs> and I also like interacting with people. So over time, it was one of those things that actually engaged me as a human. And I thought, like, these are stories I can tell. These are places where I can actually interact. And this is a cool story I can tell Mm -hmm. as we get back to actually telling stories and stuff like that and selling things that people make by hand and actually care about, which isn't the way a lot of people start in wine because it's like, let's climb the ladder of wine, which is Mm -hmm. a weird thing because be like, what, what, what level are you is a question I'm frequently asked. Are there levels? Of like, of like a video sommelier. game? Like, oh. you're like, are you a master sommelier? And I'm like, no, I am not. What level are you? I am a, certi- <laughs> I am a certified sommelier as of a decade ago, and I stopped. Do you st- when you hear yourself say a decade ago, do you, are you, do you still kind of I think, like, old. how am I, I alive? How am I old enough to, like, be doing something for a decade? I feel dated. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but having spent the past decade in California, I was exposed to a lot of wines where it's actually people who care about what they do. It's a, it's an agricultural product. Yeah. Where were you in California? I was in the Bay Area. Nice. And what did you do out there? I was a sommelier. Okay. Well, what does that look like? Like, we know here what that looks like for your, your job here, but in California, what were you doing? Um, so I worked the floor at a lot of large restaurants and sold a lot of prestige wine mm. and did that like, but the wines that really compelled me and kept me interested in what I'm doing were wines that were actually made by farmers. Mm. Thus we round back to natural wine. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the wines that really compel me. Like I'm not into luxury products. Like I think they're nice, but I want things that are made by people that are absolutely compelling and how they're produced. Yeah. And so you get back to wine. It's like, sure, Fauve Clicquot is a fine wine. It's great. Oh. But is that champagne that I enjoy? No. It just it, reminds me of like bottle service at a terrible club in Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it reminds you get, me of Christmas. Oh. We love, except for we don't even pronounce it right in my house. I did not have those kinds of Christmases we call it the <laughs> Let's pop the voo. <laughs> But it, it becomes a thing where you, you get wrapped up in, like, a lot of minutia of a product that it's just, like, these people make these things from the ground. They, this is literally actual a farming product. Yeah. It's yeah, not, it becomes more personal. It's not something that is, should be mass-produced in any way. And you think about, like, an agrarian product of any sort. How do you shop? How do you shop for groceries? Should be the same way you shop for wine. I shop at Kroger. Well, there's good stuff at Kroger <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. Like I'm not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you look at it though. You're not. You're not buying anything off the shelf. Like like you actually think about. How yeah, you I'm a discerning customer. Yeah. As everybody should be about anything, especially with wine. And I've had so many conversations. People like, I'm vegan, but I drink two buck Chuck. And like, <laughs> there's a bird in that. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's literally animals in your in what in the wine you're drinking. Oh, so you yeah, are not I cannot hear about that. What did they get like caught in the turbines no, or they, something? They literally. No. <laughs> are we taking this in a of, direction they, we they don't want to go? They kind of actually are caught yeah. in the turbine. Like they, well, it's like 
Well, we can talk about like the farming aspect of it later, but yeah, I really need to know how there's a bird in the wine. So they yeah, they, they have they have giant machines that literally like oh so yeah through it and then yeah. there will be birds and yeah. mice and things that were in right, the vines right right so yeah. those wines aren't vegan yeah no those wines like doesn't you have sound thoughtful it. people that don't think about the way they consume wine and being a responsible consumer is very important yeah to anybody I, I would hope yeah well it sounds to me too it's almost like an art form too, right? If like this is someone's art it, that they're producing, it, it's it's a fully to experience cultural that. expression of where you're from and what you do, and you'll see with these wines that we have tonight that it can be a, a little bit different, and it doesn't mean that it's bad, but it means that you need to actually like open your mind up about what you're actually like wrapping know, This up. is about to be a cultural experience that we're going through. I'm so happy that we have you leading us too because it is very clearly how, how passionate you are about it and it's contagious. And I'm like, fuck, I want to start drinking these wines right now. But first we need to hear about what, what is natural wine? What does it mean? So natural wine is, it's a moving target. To, to start with. Stephen, if this is, we're going to be talking in circles all night, aren't we? You're saying there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no right way or wrong way to talk about what, wine. What natural <laughs> wine actually is, is you don't have, from the jump, it's actual organic sustainable farming where you're not adding chemicals in the vineyard. And you get a lot of people that do it like, oh, I have kids and they play in the vineyard. And you're like, do I want my kids playing around chemicals? Mm. Like, so it's like completely no interference with what's like going on with the earth. There is some interference. There's obviously it's a human interaction with the product. Right. But that being said, it's farming the right way. It's a response to the huge monoculture movement from 1950 on where that stuff got a little bit head over heels with it. And especially in Italy where they're like, produce as much wine as possible mm -hmm. and don't have any of it, anything else than vines. But it's actually, it's a, a biodiversity that actually matters as far as any farm and having a living actual product. Yeah. Um, so, deviated a little bit. That's okay. But we that, love a tangent here. That being said... Uh, Little to no intervention as far as farming, no chemicals, no native or no um, propagated yeasts are a big thing. So you can choose how a wine tastes almost before you make it. So you wow. can mass produce it. And if you add like a selected yeast, it can taste like a banana. It can taste like a strawberry. Wow. But what the real expression is of the terroir is actually what you give it. But no adjuncts, no nothing. It doesn't mean that drinking alcohol is better for you, but it means right. it's a truer expression of okay. where it's from. Okay. I'm going to circle back to that. But for... So, so how do they create or produce, I guess, these wines, right, year after year after year? Like, I've been drinking Cupcake Red Velvet since 2008, and it always tastes exactly the same. 
how do they do that compared to, I would imagine, right, a natural wine like this year, whatever, whenever this was, I don't know, what do you say? Harvested? Harvested? Harvested and then okay. vinified. Okay, vinified, harvested. That's going to taste different than maybe another year where there was more rain or there was less rain, right, or more heat. Yeah. Am I, am I on the right track? You are on the right track okay. completely. The reason cupcake tastes the fucking same every year is because they manipulate it that way. It, it, it is made as a product of consistency. Is it kind of like the gigantic Honeycrisp apples that are around in like January when they shouldn't be? Absolutely. You, you <laughs> should be in tomatoes in yet. November or something. Yeah. Like things like that where seasonality and things of that sort where you actually have to kind of it's a call and response with humans and nature. Yeah. And especially like it, that needs to go to wine as much as it needs to go with our consumption of any agricultural product. Yeah. It just feels like you have like a better connection then. You can be more intentional about what you're drinking. Exactly. Yeah. Drink a beer. That's what like most people, they'll ask me like, how do you feel about wine? I'm like, well, your ceiling should be lower, but your floor should be a little bit higher. And you should know who you're talking to about it. Wine in a supermarket or anything like that is as confectionery as anything else that you buy that you're like, oh, I don't want to eat manipulated beef or chicken or things like that. Right. And wine's the same way where there is the room for places that actually have cool stuff that is grown right and you can find it in places but that's the harder thing is yeah right how do you navigate which will also come to that is it safe to say then that natural wine is like mostly small batches everything is hand harvested these people are not using machines they are literally families yeah okay so you're not going to get a lot yeah okay of anything so it's very exclusive is what you're saying Exclusive? That's what I want to no. hear. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't think it's exclusive, but it's like certain things are like, I got limited four bottles. Limited edition. Yeah, limited edition. <laughs> I got four Not bottles. Not everyone can one. have it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like if somebody makes or grows a, a great apple, it might be limited. Yeah. Yeah. You no, can I only get same. so much of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So coming back to kind of the health aspect. Like you said, alcohol alcohol is alcohol. It's not necessarily going to be like healthier for you than what do you say? Do you say conventional wine, regular wine, normal? I would call it conventional. Conventional. Would be the word. Okay. Um so we're not saying that it's healthier for you or better for you in terms of, you know, w- no, you're heavy right. alcohol consumption is unhealthy. Yeah, right. Like, you're, like you're not going to drink natural and be like, 100%. oh, I'm great. You're yeah. like, no, you're still drinking a bunch. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but is there, could there be a difference in how our body feels after drinking natural wine as opposed to conventional wine? Yes. I would say in general, it is better for you as a human to consume something with less adjuncts or chemicals yeah, or anything. fair. Um, but that being said, there are certain parts of wine, like tannin often cause, causes headaches. So heavy tannin wines are often like, a, like, what is it tannin? How does, how does that like show up to me if I'm drinking wine? 
so it dries it out on the back. It doesn't, it's like acidity makes your mouth water. Okay. Tannin will dry it out. Okay. If you've ever had an oversteep bag of tea, that's tannin. Okay. Are you like doing this? Like that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wish there was video for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but tannin is often the big causer of headaches in red wine. Why? Do you know? Nope. No. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> nope. This I mean, is, any, this is any, the knowledge, any knowledge that I can gain that's going to prevent me from having a headache the next day, I would like to know, but we'll save that for another day. It's, it's, it's all Maybe like, Sanjay knows. <laughs> Sanjay, you got an answer for us? Yeah. <laughs> all right. There's. Yeah. Sanjay. This is what the doctor says. We're going with it. <laughs> Thank you, Sanjay. Um, but in general, you don't want to, you don't want to eat food with a bunch of bullshit in it mm-hmm. you don't want to drink wine because it won't make you feel good because it won't make you feel good yeah no that makes and sense and if you want to if you want to drink a like low like cost thing drink a beer it's gonna it, like there's no question about whether there's fucked up shit in it but yeah. with wine you're like again get that that floor a little higher and it doesn't have to be expensive wine also isn't all that good half the time it yeah. just tastes expensive. I don't even know what expensive tastes like, I think. It tastes like oak and oh. like uh, <laughs> mahogany. Of, like a lot yeah. of leather. Like, little to no fun. Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> like having worked in luxury wine and, and doing that and prestige wine, the reason that I care about natural wine is, a, is actually it's what compels me at this point. It's what I taste and I want to drink. It's what I want to interact with. And it's almost, you know, every time you have a bottle of wine on the table, it's a dialogue between you and what you're drinking. I love that. Like, it's, you, you can't tell me how the wine is supposed to taste. You have to figure it out for yourself. Whether you like it or you don't, that's a thing. Like, yeah. And you have to be open. It, it, you have to be open to any These are life that lessons that you're preaching right now, Stephen. Life lessons. So that that's just how I feel about wine. And we're going to find out once we get into the tasting how yes. you guys feel about the wines. Yes. Okay. So we, I, I really want to get into it. But really quick, if people that are listening um, want to start exploring natural wine, maybe they're not in Cincinnati to come to any of the great places we're going to shout out later, what are some tips they're going to, I don't know, a local place that sells natural wine, natural wine, how do they know where to start? Like, okay, well, I like this kind of conventional wine, so maybe I should start here for natural wine. I don't know. How would you advise people to, like, get into it if they don't have you to come to? I would hope that they go to a small shop. Small shop, okay. Don't go to a grocery. Like, you're, don't go to a large liquor store. You're not going to get the actual interaction with a person who can guide you in the right way. And I think that shopping smaller is also a good thing mm-hmm. and, and being involved with that, you know, party source has great shit, but you go there and you ask for stuff and they give you a broad answer. Yeah, on I'm everything. also very overwhelmed. And, and like, they literally have a lot of these wines, but there's nobody there to guide you through. Mm-hmm. So I think shopping smaller, where you actually have the dialogue with a human who's like, okay, you're looking for these wines. Let's help you find them. That's important. And also, these businesses where people have done that, 
they care a lot Mm -hmm. and they've done, they've done wine and they've like figured out what direction they want to go with it. So it's like anything else you're trying out new, just make someone else do the work for you and tell you what to do. That's what I do. (laughs) Like I need a new eye cream. Well, trust Anyone? the people. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, if you, like, you don't know better than anybody else. Like, as as a person, like, I feel that way. Like, I don't know better than anybody else. If I go into somewhere and I want to know where I'm at, like, I want to ask them. I want to trust them. Yep. And outsource. <laughs> exactly. Like, Out- I'm all about outsourcing everything. And my favorite interactions with guests are people that are open. This, like, this is the theme of the night. So you guys all better be very open, open minded for this dialogue that we're about to. I think you have. can also kind of guess sometimes by a restaurant's approach to food if they'll have natural wine on the menu, Makes which sense. I wouldn't necessarily know going into certain restaurants that the wine that I'm ordering is natural wine until opening say so in Sorolina and now I recognize bottles places. Mm. And sure enough, if you're at a farm-to-table place, there's a very good chance that the restaurant that you're, you know what I mean, that they're yeah. serving natural wine there. So if you don't know where your local wine shop is, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. in a place where the food, the approach to food aligns with the same kind of philosophy, that's probably a great place to like dabble or see what the server suggests or if they do have a sommelier, what they suggest. That's if good, if that's they care tip. about the product they're putting up food-wise, they should care about wine-wise too. And it translates. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm ready to drink. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Christy, thank you so much. Thank you for hosting thank you us. For me. Yes, we are going to bring on our guest taster, none other than Kayla Hansman. You know her as Cincy Fit Foodie. If you don't know Kayla, she's a registered dietitian by day, a fit foodie by night, best known for her culinary expertise and her uncanny ability to sneak vegetables in to everything when you least expect it. (laughs) Okay, so Kayla. Yes. We know that you know food. How well do you know wine? You have a wine book. I have a wine book, which (laughs) we just confirmed is a great wine book. So if anyone out there in the audience or in the listening audience is looking for a wine book, Wine Folly... Is a there's a lot going on right now for everyone listening. We're wine, we're pouring wine for everyone in the audience. We just had a glass of wine poured for us, Kayla. Okay, so you you moderately know wine. I moderately know wine on a scale Uh, of one to ten. Ten being a sommelier, one being a toddler. (laughs) Five and a half. Okay, okay. I so I I really haven't delved into my current wine collection, but we do have a very good growing wine collection of natural wine mostly so, okay so you you yeah. are you have dabbled yes. you're aware i dabbled my brother used to live in the bay area as well he got married in napa sonoma area so i by proxy also got married there yeah right of course <laughs> you know, so done 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 the dance a few times so okay so my Decent. my wine knowledge i would say is probably at a three one being a toddler, ten being a sommelier. I don't know anything about wine. I know what I like. Right. I, I taste something and I say, okay, yeah, this is what... I like to say I like a cool, crisp rosé in the summer, but I don't actually know what cool and crisp means. So I think that's a good question to start really quick. When someone says they like something crisp, 
Christy, could I taste? I want to taste with you guys. Is that... Yeah, you should. <laughs> but when it's cool and crisp, yes. What is that? What is? What am I? What am I saying when I say cool and crisp? What am I tasting? What you want is high acidity. Okay. You want something refreshing. So yes. It's like on a hot day. Yes. What do you want? You a want cool, a crisp real rose. acidic, crisp, whiter rose, and. That's kind okay, of so basically hi, it. High but acidity is where, what, what that is. Okay. I was going to say, you're not a high tannin girl. I you don't just, think so? No. Do you like Merlot? Uh, do you like Merlot? Yeah. I do. That's what I was going to ask. Merlot? Yeah. I don't know if I do or not. I, don't think I couldn't. You do. If you put a, you... all kinds of red colored wine in front of me and was like, which I wouldn't know anything. When I go to a restaurant, I really can't even pronounce most of the names on there. <laughs> I, I know, just that's... point usually to the cheapest one that's like a red and I say, I'll take that one and, and you're cross my fingers and hope I like it. In good hand, like the cheapest wine on a wine list is actually often pretty good. Okay, good. Say so that again. Often, my strategy. It's often <laughs> like not like the bottom one, but like the second cheapest. Mm-hmm. Usually okay. pretty fucking. So awesome. I'll go for the fifteen dollar versus the thirteen dollar. Yeah. Okay. It, it, you just you have to again be willing to, and if the restaurant doesn't have somebody who can talk to you about it. Yeah, but tr- hopefully you're Leave. in a place where you have like a trusted decision on food and a trusted decision on wine, and you don't have to spend a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seriously. Well, most places should bring it out, give you a little taste, and if you don't like it, you're right. Should. You're well, right, Kayla. When you're tasting wine, you're you're tasting for flaws. Like when it when like when the pour is tasted, like is it corked or whatnot? Oh, sure. right. When you're ordering a bottle. But hopefully. Somebody like if it's by the glass, they should give you a taste. Absolutely, but don't be afraid to. Or- also, it is way more efficient to order a bottle than it is to order a glass of wine. Yeah, but that turns dangerous, Stephen, real fast. <laughs> I'm just saying. But then you have two glasses of wine, and the person you're with has two glasses of wine. It becomes a thing mm-hmm. until you're so alone. So then you have a whole bottle. ordering a bottle of champagne at Boca. <laughs> I know I love champagne. Like, but you don't, I don't need an excuse to drink champagne. No, no one needs any excuse, especially right now. Right, okay, so we this. should get Is this started. An orange. Is this an so orange Stephen's going to first tell us about the wine, right? And then we will taste all at once together. No one gets to go before. Halt! Halt! What you're doing? They've all already. Drank. I'm just kidding. Of course, you can do whatever uh, you want. So this is teach all- us the swirl first. The swirl? Sorry, I'm getting really ahead of myself. No, the stem. You hold it with the stem. This <laughs> is going to be it's everywhere. It's all the wrist, guys. <laughs> I look like I'm having yeah. a seizure. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we twirled. With Which natural wine in you general. You do need to do that. What? I'm right. Swirl <laughs> over the couch? Yes, you Kayla do. Kayla is it's a sommelier. Couch, okay? <laughs> because the, the sediment, it, there's the actual like... Oh, no, the there's word. sediment in all these. You might get yeah. some chunks. So you uh, should yeah. do a you little swirl. swirl. I don't... I don't necessarily... So or, if you've got know. the bottom of the bottle... You might get a little crunchiness in it, yeah. but that's okay. It's that's nothing good. bad. It's all, these are unfined, unfiltered wines. No it, birds. There's nothing bad about it. No birds in these ones. <laughs> and often in like, say like dry Riesling, you'll get tartrates at the one. like, what is this? I'm like, it's tartrates. And they're like, ah. What's just, a tartrate? It, it's essentially a... <laughs> Sounds frozen. like a Star Wars character. <laughs> this is tartrates. Yes. No. <laughs> No, it's a, it's essentially they crystals that form in the bottom okay. of some white wines, and you should not be worried about 
pulp or things like that, as I will call them, like in these wines, it's all good, but they're unfined, unfiltered, absolutely true expressions. This is just like me, <laughs> just like Crystal. <laughs> um, but with natural wine, you'll often find places that feature producers. So today we are featuring one producer who is absolutely uncompromising, uncompromising about their expressions of wine. This is from Abruzzo. So you think it's kind of the calf. Like it, everybody thinks of Italy as a leg. This is from the calf. The boot. Mm-hmm. The calf of the boot. Got it. Okay. Calf. I'm just picturing in my mind. Calf and boot, yes. Yeah. Um, but one of the most exciting producers in the natural wine world. But again, there is no sulfur, no chemicals. They have a winter manure mixture that they put in the vineyard. So poo and other greens. Um, But that being said, the wines are going to be a little bit outside of what you would expect. Funky, right? Indeed. Okay, great. This is a five-day macerated wine. What does macerated mean? So if you make red wine, you... Press it, you put the skins with it. Red wine, it needs the skins to actually give it color. Yes, okay. There are, there are 13 grapes that actually have red juice. Otherwise, if it's red, it means there's skin contact. Okay. So white wine, you make it, you press it, and it's just juice fermented. But if you add the skins, it gives it red wine-ish texture. It gives it color. That's how you make an orange wine. Which this is what we're drinking now. This is For everyone so- listening, the color is a little like mango juice or pineapple juice. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, 50% Trebbiano, 50% Passerina. And these are types of grapes? These are two grapes. Okay. Trebbiano, usually pretty innocuous. Passerina, I've never had it outside of a weird natural blend. Okay. But Italy has, what, 600, 700, like, native grapes. Okay, so uh, I shouldn't feel silly that I don't know what these are. Oh no, absolutely okay. not. And then it's like, I feel like because I have you to tell talk- me. I feel like an asshole for talking over your head about stuff. No, 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 no. That's just what you're here for. I can't fix my own toilet. I don't need someone to talk to me about wine. <laughs> All I want you is to be happy with the wine. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need you to figure it out. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Um, but it will give texture to the wine. And if people ask about orange wine, it just means it's white wine made like red wine. So it has skin contact, it gives it color, um, and it gives it a little bit of tannin as well because it comes from the grape skins. Okay, we're going to sip. Do we cheers? Is that appropriate in tastings? What's the etiquette? There's no etiquette. Okay. I don't know. Have fun. That's the etiquette. Oh, wow. I like this. First sip. Everyone knows the rules. What what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. What's the first sip rule? It was, just a, it was a reference from Barstool Pizza Reviews, so oh. not the same thing. This is but, a Barstool but, but, Pizza But first review. sip, what do you think? What do okay, you think? so the first sip, what I thought was like tropical fruit smoothie. Yeah. Okay. I thought Did kind of like a little sour, little sour kind of tropical. Um, like a mango high chew. Pretty spot on. Yeah. 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 I can't not agree with that. 
I love it. I love, I have not met an orange wine that I do not like. I do love orange wine too. This is very easy drinking too. Yeah, it's fun. It's playful. So, like, oh, it's playful. Talk it's giggling. a little bit about, I feel like most of the, I can't say specific to orange, but throughout, across the board, natural wine, I think has more of a, not like bubble, but kind of that crispness. Is like that a fermentation it, yeah. a little bit? So We'll get into fermentation at the red. Okay. Because I do want to ask you about the probiotic content of these as well. It's good for your biome. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. For your gut, gut microbiome. Health. Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers so, to gut health. So, you know, don't drink too much, to but biome. to your biome. <laughs> Kayla. Bugs. Bugs. Yeah, but this is really delightful. It's always going to be higher. Alcohol is generally going to be a little bit more restrained with the wines, and you're not going to get as much extraction. Not to say that there aren't... And again, natural wine as an idea is one thing. And in practice, there are a lot of producers that farm well that do wine in classic regions. I think that natural wine as an idea gets kind of lumped into like, is it fucked up and weird and like weird mm. colored? And you're like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it, right. There are a lot of people that farm the right way, make the right choices, use native yeast, and it's not a, it, it doesn't have to be a confrontational wine. Yeah. You can have wines that actually you drink and you enjoy and you can take to your mom and she's not going to be like, what the fuck is this? And you actually get that out of it where it's responsibly made wine, I think is a better thing to say than natural. And I think that it's, again, it's a, it's a consumption idea more than anything. Like, how do you need to use plastic straws? Yeah. Do you need to do Wait, this? Wait, how did you say it? What kind of responsible? Responsible consumption? Res- responsible consumption. Okay, no, I well, want to Well, I think back this. to what you said earlier, true to its most natural form. Like, so many people think, like, this is what a strawberry looks like. And then if you actually saw someone grow a strawberry... And it doesn't look like that. You're like, oh, what's that weird looking thing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah that's, that's an actual strawberry. Yeah. 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 So it's just, I was like what you had said before, you know, you care so much about all the food you eat and you're just drinking whatever. And then one day we were like, let's start drinking like good wine. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to do so. Like, and I so think it's just. It's important that the idea of good wine and expensive wine are, like, we eradicate that, that yeah. needs to yeah. just be separated because there's plenty of good wine that's not expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an entry point for people that don't want to drink wine. They're like, well, wine's for, for yeah. my dad. He can afford it. And you're like, no, you can afford good wine, and it costs you as much as a six-pack of whatever, and it actually has an expression, and it's a different idea of what wine should be. Mm-hmm. And it's also what should wine be? Is yeah. That a, the question mark. No, you sold me on the dialogue piece. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I'm done. normally I think the labels on natural wine just like also tell a story and are like artistically drawn and just make you want to talk about it. So yeah. it's, it's cool. They're actually bottles that I want to save because they're all different, you know? Yeah. It's too. really nice. What, what, I mean, I, maybe this isn't your wheelhouse, but what may, what might you eat with this wine? Uh, squash salad. Oh, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? I mean, Some pomegranate seeds like, and uh, a little goat cheese. Yeah, no, pomegranate look at that. Seed. Like, between yeah, you Kayla know and I, we figured out the dish. Yeah, like, I'm like, Maybe spaghetti like a flat, squash like with a all flat that bread. stuff. 
some acidity to it with the pomegranates. Okay, but, yeah. look at us. Yeah. What is, is there a, the alcohol content of natural wine? Is it differ much? Is it? It, it should be lower. Okay. In general, you, you don't want. It's better for your health. There are certain places. Don't care about my health when I'm drinking wine. <laughs> From the What the Fit podcast. <laughs> and just being real. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah. This season but of my life. <laughs> the longer you let the grapes, the grapes hang, hit. they actually develop more sugar, which mm-hmm. develops into alcohol. There are certain wines of high alcohol that are good. I prefer not to drink high alcohol wine because I think it's astringent. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I will, like, there are certain things that tick above 14%. But I don't think there's more than maybe one wine in Sorolina that goes above fourteen percent. I didn't like look at the alcohol content and be like, and decide, I don't want this. Like you it was like, but these it, are just yeah. the wines that ended up here based on my taste. And you get thirteen and a half alcohol on the ripest red wine we have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are we ready for the next? I'm Is ready. Is everyone for the else next. getting it back here a little bit? Do we yay or nay on this one? Yay. Yay? Okay. Guys, we, get yeah. mostly, we get mostly yays from the audience. Has anyone out there never had an orange wine and now they're like, oh. Okay. Stevie is saying she's had previous orange wines, didn't enjoy, now is a fan. Yeah, this was really great. I really liked that. This is good. Okay. Kelly had two glasses. <laughs> I don't know how this worked, but <laughs> love Who'd you it. steal it from? Lucky for Kelly. You didn't like it, Thomas? It's okay. You're not allowed to yeah, not we, like it. This is the dialogue. Yeah. What what, what spoke like to you about it? What didn't you like about it? It just was too like just tart. Too tart. Yeah. yeah. Too okay. acidic. I don't know. Too acidic. I'm not as. Yeah. Impressed. You you were that like wimpy kid <laughs> yeah. who couldn't take a warhead, weren't you? What? You he were had the to wimpy put the warhead kid in who water. Take a warhead and then eat it. <laughs> you had to keep taking the warhead out of your mouth and holding it because it was too sour. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do we got next? Well, you're pouring. You're pouring. It's a rosé. Interesting. Everyone note the color. Oh, my gosh. For those listening, the next wine that we're tasting, the color is like a light red. Mm -hmm. It is a rosé, but if you showed me this and said it was a rosé, I would probably say... "Mm, No way, (laughs) rosé. That was good, Kayla. (laughs) I would probably say that it was, yeah, too dark to be a rosé is what I would say initially. So this is seven to nine days with its skins in a carbonic style. Weird, yeah. What's a carbonic style? So Beaujolais, for instance, it has a hallmark of being made carbonically. So you put the grapes in there, you pump a vat full of of carbon dioxide and so it actually presses them down the grapes themselves mm-hmm. and they start to ferment inside themselves oh but like it also inception. gives you this like really juicy <laughs> did you say inception yeah <laughs> yes yeah, wrong analogy or? it's a real mind fuck there um but it actually gives you this really juicy fun thing but usually they'll press it put the skins with it this sees about a week of carbonic and then phew, pressed off. So it's rosé okay. made like red wine. Okay, so I have okay, we can let's let's taste. I don't want to delay. Cheers, Cheers. to gut health again. <laughs> to, our to, to our biomes. To our microbiomes. 
But my question is, what makes a rosé a rosé versus a red wine? A lack of skin contact. So what makes an orange wine an orange wine, and what makes a rosé wine a rosé wine? Lack of skin contact. So usually rosé... Sounds like someone has an attachment. (laughs) Rosé... It's not your love language. We can't help that. (laughs) Rosé can be made in different ways. Sagné is usually the classic way of making it, which means bleeding. So you you literally just siphon juice off from a red wine fermentation. Mm -hmm. And then you get like direct press. So a little bit of contact, so maybe a day or two, and it gives it the color. But you get these really savory rosés, which is like... If I'm if I'm not drinking rosé like this, I'm drinking white wine. Like okay. seriously, like if you want to drink like a poolside rosé, like I enjoy Provençal rosé, but I want I want some texture, I want some depth to it. it and it's like literally the the in between. Okay, first what do we say? First, first sip. sip. First sip reaction. What do we what do we say? First sip. First sip everyone knows the rules. It's usually first bite. Okay. What's your first sip? Mine's watermelon. Mm, I need to sip again. This is kind of wine that you just want to keep sipping. No, definitely. I want this. But but what's really interesting is you mentioned a pool, sitting out by a pool. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely sit by a pool and drink this. But then I thought, I can also definitely sit by my Christmas tree and drink this. And you can eat food with it. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. What would, you, right. what would you eat with this? I would say... Mostly just because if I'm drinking, I'm drinking. Maybe like a black bean burger. Oh, Kayla. Um, Yeah, with some sweet potato fries and a really nice aioli. Oh, yeah. I was thinking Chiapino. Fish dinner. Oh. With some, like, it doesn't need No one in Cincinnati knows what Chiapino is, though. (laughs) It's a fish stew stew with, like, all the fish. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure we all know what that is. No, I don't know what that is. You're right. Just a very but, San Francisco thing. But it's there. like a so think lightness of fish, but depth of red sauce. Oh. I get a little um, a little scratchiness in the back of my throat. There's tannin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, that's what happens when you, you give it that much time on skins, and you're like, okay. Yeah, I like this a lot. What do you guys think? Yay or nay? For a rosé? Yeah, good. for a rosé. This is like a great entry to fall and winter, I think. Oh, it's got kind of like an in-between transition? Yeah. But this, to me, is the rosé you can drink in winter because I know rosé, it probably is feeling a little left out right now because everyone wants to drink rosé from May to September, mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, push no, it to the side. You're not new out. anymore. It's great. Yeah. Thomas. Oh, we can drink rosé all year long. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You did. Good. I'll say this, though. Thomas, how do you feel about it? So you are saying only rosé season during rosé season. Only rosé during rosé season. (laughs) Thomas goes hard in rosé season. But what Stephen will tell you is that this is in season all year round because it's the grapes that are, right? I mean, it's a process. There's different ways you can vinify it. But this is the rosé that I want to drink all the time. Yeah, no, this is... Cabo and drinking... Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, no, this is delicious. Yeah. It feels a little sparkly, almost. Oh, just wait till we get to the red wine. 
Okay. Well, oh, we, I let's... can't wait. Oh, everyone's still drinking. There will be a quiz later, so still, I hope you are all. It's a still wine. Paying attention. It is an actual still wine. It's all Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to get a black bean burger with aioli. <laughs> I don't know what it's the only thing we serve with this rosé. <laughs> it's the only thing. Huh? Makes it for me, then yeah, come over. Do you From know about... Bellevue Kroger. Do you know any, like, about the family, Stephen, that does the, that does the wine? Vincenzo de Mayo. Oh. Uh, so the family, I believe, the estate started in 78. Vincenzo took it over 11 years ago, went full bore natural. Um, so, again, went full agrarian with it. It's also, like, the least prized part of Italy. Like, who gives a fuck about Abruzzo? Mm, it's You're like the Kentucky of Italy. <laughs> hey. Well, no, but, but then again, the Kentucky of France is Beaujolais, so come on. We have, there's appreciation for it. Um, but this is literally, like, these wines don't see the light of day outside of the coast, and they've found their way to Ohio, and this is pretty fucking awesome. Exclusive. That this is actually being able to share, like, again, like, there's no reason I should be able to have these, but we do. And it's cool to share them, but it's also, it's like, you get people who are like, I like cake bread, and I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I I don't know. My palate has really become very sophisticated over mm-hmm. these last couple of months drinking wine at Say So. But I have liked those types of wines, obviously, in the past. And I drink these, and I don't feel like they're like so out there that I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Like, yeah. it tastes really delicious. Well, I think, like, same with food again. Like, you crave what you eat. The more that you eat X, Y, or Z, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... The more that you eat X, Y, or Z, mm. broccoli, whatever, yeah. cauliflower, you... <laughs> it's right. true. No, yeah, you're it's right. You're right. But, no, um, you can... You, and like your taste consi- can change. Yeah, yeah. Your taste can change. It can evolve. And just like, I think your bodily response to things that are like natural and as nature intended just start like enhance the mm. way that you mm-hmm. feel about mm-hmm. them taste-wise. And it's also, it's changing expectations when you approach a glass of wine. Because sure. it, it's supposed to be one thing or the other. Right. Mm. Like, it, it's supposed to taste one way. But then you're like, is it? Steven, you are just, like, speaking many, life, many life lessons here. to me right now. I'm, it's hitting me hard. Yeah. I'm triggered. I need to move away from the should and into the realm of possibility. Let yourself be open to it. Like, what 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 is life supposed to the be? The universe sends now? you what you need. But with wine especially... It's just such a weird thing where they're like, you go to a grocery store and you buy a bottle of wine. And you're like, okay, this is what wine tastes like. But then you get stuff like this. And you're like, this is is beguiling. And it's hard. And it's a hard thing to sell. And I also, I feel weird, like, prefacing every wine I sell where I'm just like, I feel more scared to sell wine. Where I'm like, hey, this is not going to be what you're used what's to. What's normal. Yeah. And when people ask me for, like, the typical, it's a complete antithesis of what. Yeah, wine you're on, we're on a movement to get people mm-hmm. co- more connected with intentional wine consumption. Yes. Do you have dreams of grape stomping with Vincenzo in Italy? Uh, no. 
I've done it, and I don't want to do it. It's hard work, isn't it? Oh, no. I've... Oh, I dreamed of being a farmer, but then I'm like, oh no, I don't want to be a farmer. But I because it's hard. It's, it's the hardest. Labor. It's one of the hardest things on earth to <laughs> do, know. and people <laughs> don't appreciate how fucking hard it is to make a bottle of wine. Yeah, and yeah. like to make like a true like no actual bird. expressive bottle of wine. Like that. That's absolutely. It's so mind-numbingly intense, and you're like, what the fuck. How do these people do it? And then you meet these people who care so much and they actually like farm and do this. And you think about people who actually farm vegetables. And you're like, this right. man just pulled a potato out of the fucking ground. <laughs> and that itself was insanely difficult. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, right. No, I know. And like, then it gets made into French fries. To do. Yeah. No, I know. I appreciate I your food and your wine, people. Yeah, this is such a good, good life lesson. Okay, let's get to the... Th- we, we, this one's the most anticipated one for me. The red, you've been talking a lot about it. You've been blowing steam about it. So is there anything to be said about the cork and the... The wax. The wax. Is that just like their thing? Like their way of fun little... Like the wax cap? No comment. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> so nothing special. Because I, I haven't seen that before. I mean, it, before, looks, like it looks a lot fancier. I like it. I'm well, just trying wax, to ask all the dumb the questions. Isn't that... There are no, no dumb questions here, mm-hmm. um, but wax is wax. Okay, I, I, it, it's it's more cool. stylistic, and you yeah, think about cool. how they do the labels. You're like, well, somebody did the art on this, but they didn't give a fuck about the rest of it. So it's really don't be afraid of wine with bad labels. Also, oh, but that's way too hard because most of the time, right? Yes, I know we should be asking for help and and someone can guide us through that process but maybe I need to just get in and out real quick and what I'm doing is I'm looking at the cool label that's how I'm deciding well then go to the right shop I'm an idiot no 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 go to the right shop like if you want an in and out thing like know where you're buying yeah I know it's kind of like yes you're right you you go to the grocery store and you buy Tyson chicken, you're like, oh, I bought the wrong chicken. But I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that the label is important. I think the label is important to me. Well, the label sells, and I think that a lot of natural wine, the label is is kind of branding. Yeah, and there'll be fun, like, and it's also like with French stuff, it's always like a shitty pun, but the label does sell. And I'll be quite honest with you, you're probably not wrong buying off of it cool label. Yeah, no, it's okay. Good. That's You're what I'm going to like, do. You're not like, I've gone into shops and they're like, they're like, I chose based on the label. I was like, that was a good choice. <laughs> okay, good. I'm validated. All right, let's get this puppy rolling. So here's a red wine. It is going to be effervescent, although the wine is fully still. What's effervescent mean? Well, Christelle, you tell me once I open this and pour it for you. Okay. As a still red wine. It's a still Think red wine. The irony. A still. Yeah, I. All right, Christelle, tell me what what is that? <laughs> I'm for getting presents? kicked off. Okay, first of all, <laughs> did you swirl? I didn't swirl, but the the smell, but the, the nose, notes. the nose experience. Hey, look at some too. Oh, yeah, is I, quite. I don't know if I need it anymore. It's quite. Pungent. What do you so first sniff? I don't even know if I can get past it. Ooh, 
I've gotten a real natural red wine. No, the aromatics are not doing it for wow, me. Wow, it's bubbly on every single taste bud in your mouth. Okay, I do, I do feel the sensation of bubbles, but the, no, the smell of it is really throwing me off, I have to admit. I can't wait for you guys to experience it. Maybe it's just me. What My nose knows nothing. Your nose knows what it likes? My nose yeah. knows what it likes, and I don't and know that's likes. But I like the taste of it. How does that work? How can I not like the smell of something? And it's, I guess maybe it's not that I don't like the smell you of it. You just never notice that smell. It's just it's very strong coming on. No, it's, it's literally pungent. Yeah, okay. okay it good. is literally pungent. I, I don't notice any smell, but you I don't? love it. You don't notice any smell? I, mean, I notice a smell. There's a aroma there, but... Is anyone else out there going to smell when they, put, when they start to drink? Right? Do you get the smell? You get the smell. Maybe is it I almost like out of the drive-through? Like to say to say manure is so strong, and I don't mean at all. Oh that no, it's like, no, it's accurate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's accurate. It tastes way better than it smells. I have a tolerance for the farm smell. It's it smells like a boot that's been walking through a field, a muddy hmm. field. You're not wrong. Like a farmer might have made this? Like a farmer made it. So I think yep. another reason I really lean into some... I love kombucha. Does anyone out here yeah, identify I, with I like love a, kombucha too. A kombucha... Yeah. This red is an easy drinking. You just need a super thin, maybe narrow mouth so you don't put your nose in it when you drink it. <laughs> it's 11% alcohol, I believe, too. Mm. There a, you go. Here's your drinker. high alcohol content. For those who love kombucha. Okay. So Maybe I need some I like pepperoni kombucha. pizza with a so banana pepper on it to really yes. balance it out. That would actually, yeah. Some ranch on the side. Some fresh peppercorn <laughs> ranch. Some buttermilk ranch to go along yes. with the yeah, cracked buttermilk parkway farm oh. of the wine. Okay, question. So will you ever see like a Pinot Noir red as a natural wine? Like names that people you know, commonly identify with. Yes. Okay. What would this one Wait, be? What, what is this one? What grape is this? Yeah. This is uh, Montepulciano, same as the rosé. Oh. The same the rose, grape. The rosé sees actually more time with skins than the red does. How is that possible? How is it so dark then? Because that was carbonically macerated. This is just straight pressed with skins. Okay. I have a lot to learn. So same you don't grape. Have a lot to learn. You same. just have to know what you like. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah, you're not if you taking know the that test. Much about wine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but nobody needs to know that much about wine. You need yeah, to know Stephen, you, you like. don't know me though. <laughs> I Christelle, need to know. Like, if you want to do a deep dive, get yourself a book. <laughs> no, we will. We're gonna have we're gonna have a deep dive. I'm gonna come in with the Saturday night crew. We'll have a couple bottles I think of these. With this one, we need like a fondue of like chocolate. Oh, that's what I'm picking up. Kayla, on. Some, is it a fountain? Some fondue. fondue. Is it a chocolate fountain? Yeah, it's a fountain. Okay. Two layer. Yeah. No, this is great. Okay. Wh- okay. What? What's the consensus about this one? Yay. Yay? Did anyone else get a little manure smell? <laughs> we got past that. Okay. We're all okay. I'm not the only one. It does smell like poop. Okay. All right. Well, good. Anybody who's needs to be validated. Okay. Well, we're we're ready to we're ready to wrap this up. This has been really really lovely and educational. 
we want to call out that you can purchase all of these bottles of wine here tonight. Those listening, if you want to come in and get them, you can purchase them from Soralina. Um, now, while Cincinnati is primarily known for beer and bourbon, maybe. Is that what Cincinnati is known for? Beer? Kentucky has that. Close enough. Yeah, my favorite state, Kentucky, is <laughs> closely, closely there making the bourbon. <laughs> but, but even so, Cincinnati has a lot of other great places to get natural wine. Yeah. So we have one of our favorites, Pleasantry. You can mm-hmm. also run in and grab a delicious bite to eat. Yes. 1215 Wine Bar has natural wine. Mominum Coffee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oakley Wines. And what was the last one you said? Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming Meat Markets. Yeah, Wyoming Wyoming meat get your meat there. Great beef too. There you go. That's great. So those Steven those are good for natural. About that <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked. Well, okay. Else if you love if you love wine <laughs> and you're looking for a place, other places for good a good wine, we can we can shout out Revel, Hard and Crew that just opened in Pendleton around mm-hmm. the corner, Liberties, one of my favorites, Oakley Wines. We already said that one, Kayla. <laughs> You're supposed to be the guest celebrity <laughs> taster here. Skeleton Root, Nostalgia, you can get music. What else? Are we missing anything? I think Steven wants to give a special shout out to Party Source. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know. I, I, I they, they do have a lot of good natural Party Source. You'll find some cool shit there, but you just nobody's going to gonna help you. Yeah, you just have it's to know. It's going to be like, you're like, oh, you have all of this, and then there's the one. Yeah. Well, we're going to hang out here, everyone listening. Thank you so much for hanging on with us. I hope that you cracked open a bottle of wine and enjoyed along with us. Come visit Sorolina. Um, purchase your wines for the holiday season. Come for a cocktail at Bar Seso. There's about an 85% chance that I will be there as well. <laughs> and if you're interested in booking any of the event spaces they have available, you've heard about them, you can email chris at barseso.com. Thanks so much. Cheers. Woo! Yeah.